You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. This evening, I want to, this is, it's not really a, a, a sermon at all. It's more of just an update on where we're at within the vision that the Lord has released for our church, and so that we kind of know what Wednesdays will look like sometimes, uh, and what the regular activity of our church is going to begin to look like. So I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning and and share this message. Um, Randy and I met at a Starbucks in Terrell, Texas. I could take you to the Starbucks off of I-20, and I could put you in the seat at the table that we were both in uh, when the Lord released the words that he released. And that was our first meeting to really discuss what it would, what it would be to be a youth pastor out here. First time I had met Randy, um, we were just going off what the Lord had released so far. And the Lord made it very clear, and most of you have heard this, that he said it, I mean, just as clear as today, that my ministry would be active that I would engage these kids actively. And that took us a little bit of time to figure out what that meant because there was, there was a lot of building blocks that had to happen first, a lot of foundation that had to be laid before that ministry could take full shape. But then in those last days, we could see what that ministry looked like. Working at the school, anything that was activity, I was engaged in. And the Lord made it very clear that my ministry would be a ministry to be where they were. Okay, it's not gonna, we're not going to try to get them to church. We're going to go to where they are, and we're going to engage them the way they know how. And so the Lord established that as a youth ministry. But then in this transition to head pastor, and Randy's articulated this as well, he said that that activity would not, that, that activity wouldn't stop. The Lord said that what our new mission would be, what our, our new direction would be, would to be to bring kindness to this community to be vessels for kindness to this community. And how he wanted to establish that was through service to this community. And we've talked about this in length, that we were to be a friend to this community as Jesus was first a friend to us. And we look at the the story of the Good Samaritan who, without requiring anything, went to where this person was and chose to be his friend and gave him exactly what he needed when he needed it, saw the need, filled the need, and continued him on his way and walked with him in life. And so we've been setting up our ministries to represent that. And so the thing that's really been missing has been this action piece in the sense that we are within, and it's not been missing much, but it's not been in the fullness that the Lord has intended. We've been ramping up, building up to that. Part of it's just been the chaos of the the world that we live in right now. Um, But it's allowed us some time to figure out exactly what the Lord would have us do in that. And what he wants us to do, he wants us to be a mystery to our community. He wants us to, um, to, he doesn't want us to make sense to the world around us. And how he wants to do that is through acts of service. And we talked about this last week, but before we get into the rest of this, I just want to read these two scriptures that he laid on my heart. First Peter 4.10 is the first one. Um, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And then Galatians 5, 
13 through 15, it says, For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Okay, so the Lord has, he's called us also, and we talked about this this last week, this last Sunday. He has called us to build the kingdom of God. And he's called us to dream with him these impossible to dream dreams, these things that we can't comprehend. He's told us to dream those dreams, pray those things into existence. He spoke that at Adam and Lacey's house, to pray these things that we can't comprehend, that a, that a, a baby uh, would begin to be able to, to prophesy and, and see vision and not go a day without knowing who she is in him. That's uncomprehendable because most of us come from a place where we had to come out of a hole into what the Lord had called us into, but we were praying that this girl would be established. And so the Lord was asking us, and we're in this season where he's asking us to dream bigger, dream beyond our imagination. And so in that became this dream of the city of sundown looking more like the kingdom of heaven than it did a city in a state in a country. That when you looked at it, it didn't look like the United States. When you looked at it, it didn't look like Texas. It looked like the kingdom of God. So to dream those dreams, okay, what does that look like? What is heaven here on earth? What is your will be done, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven? What can that look like? And so in processing that and then desiring for the Lord to build the kingdom here, he simply said, "If if you want the kingdom to be built here, then go and build it. And that has shifted us to where we were. And we knew we were getting to this, but it shifted us to it in a new light. And Jay did such a great job of his word, I don't know about you guys, but I'm still chewing on it. Not because it was hard to understand, but because the profoundness of that word has changed every day and will change the rest of my days. The way I look at the world around me has forever been changed by that word. And so I want to go there real quick to Mark 8. Uh, We'll be in verse 22. And we're going to read, we're just going to read that real quick and just uh, review that again what Jay taught us on Sunday. And they came to Bethesda, and some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he looked, he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and he opened his eyes. His sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. And he sent him to his home, saying, do not, uh, do not even enter the village. Okay, so what I want us to look at here is the importance, um, and this was really the gist of, of the message, or, or at least what I got from Jay's word this Sunday, is that God works in the Spirit first. What he does in the Spirit happens first before we see it, the, the effects of it in the natural. He's a spiritual being. He exists in spirit. He is spirit. And so when he moves, things take place in the spirit first, and then the after effect exists in the natural. I mean, that changed, that changed the way I think about healing. I mean, think about that. If we want to see a physical manifestation of healing, okay, God, what do you need to do in the spirit for that to be the natural byproduct? Changes the prayer a little bit. And it changes those moments when we approach and the Lord says, do not pray for healing. 
because it allows us. We saw that with Miss Betty. Okay, do not pray for healing. Why? Because I want her, I want her to see the glory of the Lord, and I want her to see the peace of God and feel it in this moment. That's what I'm doing in the spirit, and the natural effects will be that I will take her. But I will take her in perfect glory and peace. But if we're looking at the physical and only the physical and not the spiritual, what the Lord is needing to accomplish in the spirit, then we miss it. And that's, that's where this, has been, this, this vision has been birthed. What does God want to do in the spiritual? What does he want to accomplish in the supernatural over this city? He wants to establish the kingdom of God in this city through the kindness of God. He has made that very clear to us. And he revealed that to us first. That we have to be ready to be vessels. We have to be made, and we have been made ready to be vessels for the kindness of God. And that is how he is going to establish his kingdom in this city. Okay, so what, is the, what does that look like in the natural? And it looks like being where these people are and meeting the need that they have in these moments. And one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to, in the natural, if we want to build the kingdom of heaven... He's also said, then build it in the natural, okay? So when we drive by a lot and we see a busted up tree that's been laying there, no one lives in it, there's no house there, it's just a lot that's just been destroyed and it's in ruin, and it's the first thing you see driving into town, that doesn't look like the kingdom of God. So let's go and clean it. Let's remove it. Let's be there, okay? What about this family that they've lost uh, the man of the house and they can't, they can't keep up with what the man of the house normally kept up with. And they need help. They can't climb on the roof. They can't, they can't keep up with the yard. They can't keep up with the things that are, that are breaking because they don't know how to fix it. The kingdom of God. Let's build it in that house, in that place. Let's establish it. Let's go and let's, let's invest time. Let's invest ourselves and let's build these things up. Let's make these things better. That not only would the kindness of God get to, go into this place, but then after that, the natural effect would be you see the kingdom of God being built, right? And so this can be, this can be really, if, if we don't understand the spiritual that he's called us into and the spiritual thing that he wants to accomplish first, then we can really start to take this the wrong way. There are things out there that are a mess and they need to be cleaned up. And honestly, it shouldn't fall to a group of people that just live there to do it. Fair enough. There are things that have been let go. There, but what we see in the supernatural is that there are people that have lived in a victim mentality. That we're, There are people that believe less about themselves. And the world around them reflects that they believe little about themselves. That's, that's awful. And we, the church and the people of God if we desire to establish the kingdom of heaven in this place, cannot allow for anyone, cannot allow for anyone to go on living outside of that kingdom, outside of what God had created them for. So we go to these places, we establish kindness, we, we establish and build the kingdom of God, and then the natural is that we get to build these places up. We get to make them look better. We get to help families that have, have lost loved ones and and, and don't live here anymore, but still have this, this place that they're, they're invested in. They, they want it to be nice, but they don't live here anymore. We, we can be that. We can do that. We can show up in these places, and we can make them better. We can establish them better. It's the same thing. You, if, if there were weeds growing outside, 
the church, if the sidewalk was cracked, if the brick was chipping, if the paint was peeling, you wouldn't think much about what exists inside of this building and the people that meet within it. Would you? I mean, that was one of the big reasons we changed everything, right? That was Randy's message. That, does, that outside does not reflect who, who meets in here. There's a natural result. Go look, at, go look at Randy's house, Shorty's house, Danny's house. Does it look like someone that is not a good steward lives in these places? Does it look like someone that exists outside of the kingdom of heaven lives in these places? And I know that's a natural thing. We're looking at, we're not trying to be superficial, but we're trying to recognize the need for a spiritual move by looking at what's happening in the natural. Thing, a spiritual need, a spiritual drought that needs to be met and we're seeing the fruit of that spiritual drought in the natural. God does everything in spirit first. And so that means the enemy does everything in spirit first too. He's a spiritual being as well. He's not a natural being. He's not some guy that you can find his office and he's there in the physical. He, he does things in the spiritual first and then we see the fruit of it in the natural. Right? False identity is not done in the natural. That's just where we see the fruit of it. It's established in the spiritual. And that's where we see the fruit of it. So we've got to recognize there are things that have been established that are against the kingdom of God. And we get to go into these places and we get to bring kindness and we get to help. And that's all it is. We get to help and we get to be the vessels that make this look like the kingdom of God. Now, this is why this is a Wednesday night message and not a Sunday message. Because this could be taken the wrong way really quick. This could, be, this could be viewed as, well, you think less of me, and that's why you're coming to help. And that's not it at all. That's not it at all. We desire for the kingdom of God to be reflected in this city. And if we see need, we run to that need. No, there's, I mean, there's no ands, if, or buts about it. If there's a need... We run to that need. And one of the needs is our city needs help maintaining our city. It's a simple need, and it's a true need. You can argue with me if you want, but I'll just take you a little bit around. The city needs help. But it's not, just, it's not because of the natural things that they need help. It's because there are spiritual things that are believed, and we're seeing the fruit of them in the natural. One of the very difficult things that we get into, one of the things that I'm, I'm asking the Lord right now is how do you remove the spirit of poverty? There are people with money that live in a spirit of poverty. Randy lived like that. Opposite of wisdom is that he needs more money. So he was always measured by what he had or what he didn't have, money-wise. That comes, there's, there's a spirit of poverty in that. There are people that live that way And they view themselves as poverty, as less than. That cannot stand in the kingdom of heaven. And if this place is going to reflect the kingdom of heaven, then we need to get rid of the spirits that are against the kingdom of heaven's establishment in this place. We need to break those cycles. We need to destroy those things. If I I have an anger issue, I, I deal with a spirit of anger, it's my, I, I get that opportunity, knowing what that is, to break that, that my sons don't have to deal with that as well. I get to break that cycle. 
But someone's got to come to me first and give me the tools and help me and, and, and be the vessel to show me that that's what I'm dealing with. Show me who I am, who God has created me to be. Okay, because what, is, what, is what does anger lead to? It leads to destruction. If you hear somebody lost their temper, you, most of the time when you're thinking about a man lost his temper, he probably broke something. The Lord calls me Redeemer. That's literally the opposite of destruction. But if I don't know that, if someone doesn't be the vessel to bring that truth to me, I can't ever operate in that. And so what I do is I give birth to two boys that now have to overcome a spirit of anger because no one has come to me with truth. No one has come to me with kindness of who God has created me to be to allow me to break that cycle that they wouldn't live in that as well. Okay, so this is what, this is going to be the exciting thing about Wednesdays, is that there are, there are going to be projects. There are going to be projects that we can go, and some of these projects are just, they're just empty lots. No one lives there. No one's ever, no one's lived there in the last 10 years. There's just empty lots that need, need to be dealt with. And, uh, you know, Jonathan, is, he's, he's, our mayor, has tried and tried to organize those things. We had the citywide cleanup thing once a year, and that, that's sweet, but it doesn't normally lead to much result. Um, and so what we've done is a group of us have put a list of projects together and things together that need to get accomplished and, and need to be dealt with. Um, you know, one of the things that we've needed to do, and we're working on it now, is all the signs with the verses uh, that are, are signs. I don't know if you know, know that, but the, those white signs in all four areas coming into town are ours. And they are run down. Paint, chipping, all kinds of stuff. It's like, that doesn't, that doesn't let the town see that we care very much about the words on, on that sign. And so we're going to change it. We're going to repaint them. We're going to paint those verses on there. We're going to make it look nice again, weld it back on there clean. We're going to have, we're going to have fresh-looking signs. We want people to come in and know the kingdom of heaven is, is what they're entering into. It doesn't happen with signs that are, I don't know, they were put up. Max put them up, and I love that vision. But they've, they're old. They just need some TLC, and that's an easy thing to do. So we're going to do that. There are empty lots around town that are just abandoned empty places. And they just need some TLC, and they need people that are willing to put in the time to make them better. And so that's what we're going to be. We're going to see a need, and we're going to go, and we're going to meet it. But our, our, our God has said, if you want to build the kingdom, then go and build it, in the spirit and in the natural. So that's what we're going to do. That's what we're starting. And so some of those projects will be on Wednesday nights. I love Wednesday nights in this community because... It's a little bit, there's, there's just more activity around town. If they don't go to church, they stay in town. They get out of practice early. The kids get off practice early. They get done with their homework earlier. People are driving around on their golf carts. It's a community night. That's what I love about summers out here. About 7.30, man, here come the golf carts. But we're going to be in these places and people are going to see us doing these things and I want there to be a mystery. Just like there was when people drove by us standing out Betty's house. What are a bunch of dudes doing with their heads up towards the sky surrounding this old lady's house? 
There needs to be that mystery. That's good. God is a mystery. There are things about him that are still a mystery. His children should be mysterious as well. We are of him. And so that's what we're going to do on some of these Wednesday night projects. We've got, we've got it split up into three sections. We've got two to three hour projects, or really three hours or less projects. We've got um, uh, full day projects, and then we have multi-day projects. Um, and really excited about what those will be and, and still in the, in the pre, in planning stages of getting those organized. But the Lord has also called us to be a place of hope for our community. And a place of hope, not just spiritually, but in the physical, meeting the physical need. And what it's been, a lot has been, let's just meet with finances. But the Lord has also called us to discipleship. And we can't just write a check anymore to meet a need. We have to go. That's why we've, we've changed certain things about the way we handle things. If, if, someone wants to, if someone needs help with groceries, right on. We'll love to help. Someone's going to meet you there. Someone's going to walk with you. Someone's going to help you get groceries. We're going to make a relationship. We're going to start discipleship. We've been called to disciple. We've been given the ministry of reconciliation, reconciling the world to himself. We can't do that from a distance. We have to do that in the midst, in the ditch with them. And so everything that the Lord is structuring, and this is the Lord's structure. I'm like a, like I, I have a lot of energy. Most of you know that. Um, but it can, it can be chaotic if I don't have any direction. And the Lord gives the direction. And so that's, that's, this is all the Lord. And he said since the beginning, since that Starbucks and Terrell, get out of the way and let me build it. And he said that to Randy as well. Get out of the way and let me build it. When Rhea and Amanda came, pulled the arrows out of his back, said, do not look at their faces, look at mine. And get out of the way and let me build it. And this is where we are. And he's continuing to build it. And these are the next steps, the actionable steps. He has called us to action. And so we get to, we get to be action. And there are, there are men and women within our church that that is the way the Lord has created them to reflect him. It's through service. That's where they're the most comfortable. And, and the fullness of their identity is realized because they get to grab something, they get to get their hands dirty, and they get to work on behalf of somebody else. And so that's, that's what we're going to be having. Uh, and this also allows um, this team to start to build, and we're still waiting on our men's minister to, uh, to come forward, whoever the Lord anoints for that. But um, this allows us, and we've talked about this, for when Amy encounters women in need, new, need new garbage disposal, um, or, or need, a, need a window put in, or have, have a busted up driveway that really needs, needs some, some work. There's now the service mentality here. It's not hard to get the men together to go and do it, right? And I know, I've, I've only been here for a little bit of it, but this, this house has a rich history of the men working together. And the fellowship that I've encountered just in the few times that I've got to be a part of it has been awesome. And that's where most of our men are the most comfortable with one another, one another's when they're getting to work on a project. One of the first ones was the youth room, tearing down all those walls and the classrooms and all that stuff and making this one big thing, closets and all that stuff. I mean, there were more guys than I knew what to do with. Or when we went to, uh, where's that town we went to? De Leon. Man, that was so fun. That was so fun. That was, that was the heart of the men of this community. 
There, there are plenty of men that will not get up here and preach a sermon. But man, if you get them working, what the Lord will bring out of their mouths when they're just in the midst of work is powerful. And so that, that's what we're going to be doing. So really tonight was just an, an update. and uh, I'll have those updates for when we're going to do those projects. We're going to start our first one. Uh, hopefully this next Wednesday, just waiting to hear back from the city. Um, just needing to meet with them, wanting them to know that we're here to partner with them. Um, every, every organization in this community needs to know that the people in this house are partnered with them in everything. No matter what they're doing, they need to know that we are here and we love them, period. And so that needs to be our city. They need to know that, that we are here and we love this city. And what do you do when you love something and you see that it needs help? You go and you help it. And you restore it. You bring restoration to it. So that's, that's the vision. We've, we've known that this has been coming for a long time. Um, but this is just, now it's actually happening. So we're in the midst of it. And we're in a place where we can do it um, freely and really, really excited about that. But just wanted everybody to be updated on where we are with that. Any questions? Cool. Yeah, so it'll 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 just go by what the project is. Rhonda's we have almost got our oh I forgot to do that. We'll do it Sunday. I uh we've got our, our messaging service thing. It's like right there on the cusp of being figured out so that we can communicate not through dear Rhonda's little cell phone. Uh, that is that has been an impossible task for her to do. I mean, if I asked you to, I mean, just when I'm trying to send out emails to the board, I'm like, who is on the board again? I could have told you right before the second I had to sit down and start naming names to get email addresses, it goes away. And and so that's been Rhonda's position that she's had to do when I've said, hey, I need you to send a text out to the entire church. That's hard to do. That's hard to just go through her memory and her phone and just select all that. And it's a ridiculous time waster to, okay, I need you to send a text to 100 people. Good luck. So we've got a texting service. We'll, we'll be able to communicate to our youth, our youth parents, our children's ministry, um, our women's ministry, men's ministry, the entirety of the church, our prayer group specifically, anything like that we can break it up, have a message sent so that we're going to be communicating a little, a little more clearly. So to answer that question, that's, that's where that information will come from. Um, and we'll get that sent out. And so we're going to wait until that system is totally worked out. Like I said, it should be done this week um, before we start getting those projects, the information on time, place, and all that stuff done and sent out. Some of them, Yes. Some of them, yes, because that's a big thing that Darby wants to do is she wants to, she wants discipleship across generations, right? We talked about it Sunday. The kingdom is multi-generational, not generations separated from one another. And so how the, the way to do that with our men is not say, I need you to take this uh, young man to a coffee shop and sit down for two hours and talk about life's deep things. Like that's just not, that's not in, in most of us to do. Um, but man, you want to talk about some mentorship and discipleship that can happen in a work setting at that, 
there's a lot of great that comes from that. And we're also living in an age where our young men don't know what work is. And there's a generation that knows it well, but they're not going to be here for forever. It's just, so we, we could be that judges too, where there's a group of men that absolutely have no idea what work ethic is. Because they never encountered those that knew what it was. And so, yes, to answer that question, yes. We're going to do that. We're going to set that up for certain projects that um, it'll, it'll, be, uh, it'll be just more beneficial to have hands-on help. Um, and this is also something that we can do as a community and not just as a church that we're really excited about. Some of these projects that um, there's just no need for it to be handled by just us. Because that robs people a lot of opportunity to be a part of something that they desperately want to be a part of. Um, and be a part of solutions instead of just continuing to point fingers at problems. Um, but to kind of break that mentality and see an issue and go to where it is and fix it. So, that's where we're at. Very exciting. Really, really exciting. I know our mayor is, can't believe it, blown away, excited, honored, um, that that's the desire of, of this house. So excited about, excited about that and what the, what the future will look like with that and what we can build here in Sundown. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.